I'm the irredeemable shag of FirestormFan.com, one of your co-hosts, and with me as always is my wonderful, lovely co-host, Mr. Rob Kelly from the Aquaman Shrine. Say hello, Rob. Uh, shag, I, I'm not Rob, I'm, I'm Michael Bailey of Views from the Long Box and uh, from Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. Right, so Rob, um, I'm glad, to, glad we could get here together for this special on location Dragon Con episode, folks. Yes, we are on location at Dragon Con 2012 in Atlanta on Labor Day. Okay, it's actually the day before Labor Day we're recording. But wanted to do some sort of on-the-fly recording, uh, give you guys kind of an update on what's been going on at the convention. Um, so tell me, Rob, what have you been doing? Anything exciting? Did you see, did you see all the Aquaman cosplay that's here? They were great. I, I'm not Rob. No, dude, there was like a bunch of Aqualads. Yeah, there was so a I, bun- to, I pointed one out to you today. Well, I already had his picture. Okay. Um, there were a bunch of Maras there, and and as I've established, Mara... And, never mind. I'll leave that alone. I'm getting tweets about problems of things I say, folks. Anyway, by the way, I have lost my voice, so forgive me. It's not my typical lovely, melodious tones. So anyway, uh, lots of Aquaman, uh, lots of really creative stuff. Uh, we were to the, I, went, I went to the DC... Did you go to the DC shoot, Rob? I'm not Rob. Did you go? No, I did not go to okay. the shoot. It was like, God, like 150, 200. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to actually count this year. It was amazing. It was tons and tons of cosplayers. You had every variation of animation, made-up costumes, Elseworlds. It was astonishing. Um, then, so check this out. They had all the Superman and all the Batman and all the uh, Green Lanterns and just tons and tons of people. And they're all up in these stairs, and we're taking all these shoots. And um, they're like, okay, wait, guys, we have one more person to get the shot. Sorry, I got one person. Here he comes. And it was Dean Cain. See, this is why I'm sad I didn't go to the shoot. Oh, do you like Superman 2? Yes. Uh, yes, I like Superman 2. Really? And I like Superman 3 and Superman 4. Uh, I, I podcast about Superman, you know, because I'm Michael Bailey uh, you... from Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. 
You're doing another podcast behind my background? Presented by the Superman homepage. Now, I do a meme, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I broke character for a second there. So, anyway, Rob, um... So anyway, these... these uh, I don't know what we were talking about. I lost it. So, anyway, uh, there have been... The only thing we have to fear is... Fear itself. Cosplayers. That's what we have to fear. <laughs> so, folks, there are a gazillion cosplayers here. I, I think more than I've ever seen. Like, I, I run around typically and try and take a billion cosplaying pictures. Like, I took something like 700 Yeah, last. I was about to say, you did like 700, 750 yeah. like last year. And this year, I'm not, I did feel it as much. Like, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do it all. I can't, not only can I, well, I'd never be able to do it all. You wouldn't be able to get, like, more than five feet without taking another picture. Right, I just, I don't know what it is, so I I haven't been taking nearly as many. I mean, I looked at my camera, I do have over 400, but a lot of those, like, are 50 of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, 50 of Richard Dean Anderson. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. MacGyver and me. Or Captain, uh, whoop, I froze. Stargate. Uh, Jack O'Neill. Uh, or I, Jack, I never watched the show, so... You leave, Rob. That's crap. Okay? Stargate was great. Anyway, I'm sure it was a fine show. I never watched it. MacGyver was awesome. And he, he was so nice. Was he the Kurt Russell character? Yes, he was the Kurt Russell character. Okay. But he did it better. Anyway, um... I know. Kurt Russell's pretty cool. You should stop talking. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm trying to keep it DC-focused. Oh, gosh, guys. Hey, Match Heads. There was a Firestorm box hero, guys, which if you haven't seen these box heroes, uh, the posting is out over on Firestorm Fan. You can see that. But it's these guys. They, they dress up in cardboard boxes, and they look very square shapes, almost like uh, squared-off Lego characters is maybe a way to describe it. The mini-mates also. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they paint them very de- detailed and ornately, and they built this amazing Firestorm, a guy named Alan, who runs the superhero costuming form and is the one who did it. Uh, he's also cosplays Firestorm for us a few times. He's a great guy. Um, and there was a whole Justice League. They had Cyborg, uh, Martian Manhunter, with a little atom on his shoulder. They had I guess this o- is a new 52 Justice League? No, it was not. It's, uh, it was classic, like Satellite Era. Okay. It had, uh, but you said Cyborg, so... Well, it's true, but it was the old school cyborg. Okay. Yeah, um, good point. The but, good one. Yeah, the good one. But Martian Manhunter had a little tiny cardboard atom on his shoulder. <laughs> it was great. There was a Plastic Man, and Superman, and Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, um, Aquaman. It was it was really cool. I got a cool shot of Aquaman. It's for you and I, Rob. Uh, I got an Aquaman and Firestorm box heroes together. Yeah, good, Jeff. That's uh... Jeff, what the heck? <laughs> what is that about? Quit screwing around. We're recording a podcast. I know we're recording a podcast, okay. Jeff. Scott. All right, folks. <laughs> All right, I have a confession to make. I'm sorry. Great. I thought I could pull this off. Rob's not really here. Um, I wish he was. Ro- me too. Uh, Rob's in... For two very different reasons. <laughs> Rob's uh, at home in New Jersey, and... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure Rob wishes he was here too if he lives wait. in Jersey. No, wait. He doesn't live in Jersey. I was he? about to say. I don't think he lives in Jersey. He's in Philly. Wow. Okay. He's in Philly? He's a Pennsylvania guy? He's outside of Philly. Well, well, we shouldn't talk about this, because people are going to stalk his house. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm from Allentown. That's the only reason why I'm interested. You know what he's doing right now when he's listening? He's like, Chad, you know where I live. <laughs> you have my address. That's what he's yelling right now. Anyway, uh, this, folks, in case you... You You probably didn't realize the difference between Rob and this guy here posing as him. This is Michael Bailey is his name. Uh, he's a fellow podcaster. He actually... he's. Um, I was his semi-regular co-host on Views from the Longbox for a long time. You still are. 
<laughs> when you post them. Yeah, but when you look at the number of episodes I've posted, you're still semi-regular. Okay, yeah, well, I was <laughs> you, also... You and Thomas DJ. That's like talking to my about my attendance in elementary school so long ago. It was you know, <laughs> irrelevant now. Anyway, um, so uh, Mike and I go way back. We've been podcasting together for years, and uh, as I said, Rob is not here, but you know, Rob begged me to do some audio uh, because he knows how much more interesting I am than him. So uh, we thought we would do this. Did I mention I lost my voice? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get that, unfortunately. Uh, I lost it the first night. We uh, at Thursday night we were at a bar called Trader Vic's, getting hammered. Yeah, we were um, we were doing a pretty good job of that too. Drinking my ties and screaming and hooting and because lost my voice. There was two places to get my ties. There was out on the patio, which was okay, and then there was the weapons grade my ties at the <laughs> bar, which is where I got mine. I'm a lightweight to begin with, and I was just like. Whoa! Like three seconds. Oh uh, yeah, that was a blast. Um, saw Burt Ward. It was you very, saw Burt Ward. Yeah, I was, I was the boy Robin. Yeah, I was walking because uh, we were trying to find you because of the group and well, everyone getting together. Because it's me. Yeah, well, yeah, you keep thinking that. Um, and I don't get starstruck. Because you know you've been to Dragon Con for so long. Sure. Once, you, once you've seen Lorenzo Lamas up close, once just, once just, you once you've ridden an elevator with Chewbacca, yeah, <laughs> like the real one. So uh, and and the fake one, both at the same. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know I you know my, my my love for comics starts with the Batman TV series and the Christopher Reeve show, yes, the yep. Superman movie, and all that. But you know seeing the, seeing Batman was like one of my big things when I was a kid so I'm like sitting there walking down this hallway and and, and he walks by me and I realize it's Burt Ward and I grab my wife and she's like what? I'm like it's Burt Ward she's like I thought something was wrong I go it's Robin she goes I know who it is <laughs> did he say holy get out of my way no but to her perspective I stopped, turned around, he stopped, looked at me, and then ran away. So to her, forevermore, my wife will be convinced that I scared off Burt Ward. But that we're not the same height. It's is amazing. hysterical. So. Um, let's see. Uh, not comic related, but I, I did see Richard Dean Anderson panel, besides getting, yep. my, besides getting my photo taken with him. Uh, I did go to a panel, uh, actually I helped film a panel for Sylvester McCoy. Who was the seventh Doctor in Doctor did Who? Did you finally get to meet him this year? I actually met him last year. Okay, cool. Uh, so this year I did the filming, and they stole, they snuck my. Uh, I have an umbrella. He, he carried an umbrella. It was kind of his his, his prop, and I had a, I have a replica of it. And they grabbed it and they took it backstage and it came back signed. So that was really exciting. Well, very me. nice because so. I know because I know um, John kind of screwed you over a year or two. Back. No, no, he didn't screw me over at all. Actually, no, he he teased me. He he got a picture of Sylvester McCoy, and he hates Doctor Who. Just didn't taunt me, but then he made sure I got backstage. Oh, very good. So he's, very good. Okay, that, I didn't hear that part of it. That's our good friend John from the Unique Geek, who likes to screw with his friends. Um, then uh, Mike and I went to the Marvel vs. DC Jeopardy, which is run by our good friend Van Allen Plexigo, uh, Avengers Assembled, and he also writes a series of books called The Sentinels. And uh, it was kind of a Jeopardy format where you get up, they take three people, they eliminate, and then three more come up. They kind of quickly rotate them out. Um, and Mike and I have played before. Mike has been a champion before. Or is I, second I place? won once. Okay, you won once. Uh, and I, I have never really done very well. I've gotten up on stage before, which is pretty cool in an elimination, but then I didn't. I came in third because I blew all my money. Anyway, this time um, it got down, did a lot of rounds. Um, Mike, you got eliminated. Uh, oh, immediately. That's right. Yeah, congratulations. Which sucks because I like knew every single question before we got up there. I'm just like, bam, bam. Bam. I get up there, 
And they start throwing Marvel questions at me that I have no idea what they are. They ask things like, what is the Hulk's real name? Uh, I'm just kidding. Mike is actually a walking encyclopedia, or two encyclopedias, the DC encyclopedia and the Marvel encyclopedia. He just got stuck with some hard questions. Uh, and, and some of the guys were probably ringing the bells faster, or things like that. But I, uh, I got up there. I got extraordinarily lucky. I got some softball questions, and I got some not softball questions that I actually... Captain Cold. That was my softball question. Who's, who's Captain Cole? You know, they showed a picture of him. And then but, Shag tries to get extra credit by going, his name's Leonard Snart. I did. I did. <laughs> but I had, like, Fantastic Four question. I had to come up with Valeria uh, Richards before. Yeah, I was. I did it before he even finished the question. Yeah, I was just like, I hope he knows this one. I, hey, I did. I did. I nailed it before he finished the question. Anyway, but um, I did very good. Uh, there were four rounds total, basically. I mean, there were a bunch of first rounds elimination down, a bunch of second rounds elimination down, a bunch of third rounds elimination. Basically, I got down to, I guess, right before the final round. So I, I was the third round. I got eliminated. Fourth round was the decider. But the guy who won the thing is the guy who beat me, so I don't feel too bad. And if my, if my trigger finger had been a millisecond faster... I would have got that annihilus question. Didn't, you, didn't you lose out to Darkwing Duck? I lost out to Darkwing Duck, a guy, guy named Josh, and you know what? I was happy to do it. Uh, then we went to the Need Coffee uh, Fun Fest, which was lots of fun, lots and lots of fun. Wild, As the name suggests. Yes, a wild late night thing. Then we stayed out, I don't know, I went to bed at something like 4 in the morning that night. I don't really remember a lot. Um, next morning was a parade. Did you go to the parade? No. Lame. I, we got up late. Yeah. That, that was our thing because we were we were out almost as late as you were. Yeah. We, we ended up playing Flux. Yeah, we played uh, Space Flux and Zombie Flux and uh, things like that. But we we managed to catch it on the Dragon Con TV. Oh, cool! Later in the day, very so. good. I uh, for some reason I woke up that morning and I'm like, "Well, crap! I'm awake. I'm just gonna go to the parade." Uh, I got to the parade. You know, I got to the parade an hour early, folks. By the way. Uh, I mentioned this is Dragon Con. I mentioned it's over Labor Day. It's in Atlanta. I didn't mention the attendance. Yeah. The 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 reported figures is somewhere around forty five thousand. Uh, however, it's kind of generally accepted that the number is actually much 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 higher. So we don't know it. No one knows it. But it's freaking crowded. It's spread across four or five hotels now. The estimates this year are fifty thousand. I think. Maybe the estimates. Um, possibly, um, don't know for sure, but, um, which is the definition of estimate, right? Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so the point of the parade, I got there an hour early for the parade, right? This is an actual parade folks. This isn't like walking around a ballroom. This is a real parade down a main street called Peachtree here in Atlanta. And it goes for, uh, I think it's a mile and a half. I think is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got there an hour early. It took me, I walked from the tail of the parade all the freaking way to the head of the parade. It took me that far to find enough room to fit one person, me. So I ended up literally at the head of the parade. Like, as they're stepping out, yeah. they're looking at me. It was pretty cool. Uh, if you turn around, you see that parking deck over there? Yeah, folks, the ones you're looking at, you know the parking deck? That's, I, this, this is great for audio media, Mike. Shut up and just look at it packed with people. Oh, okay. You, that parking deck. You, I'll wait. Right, okay, perfect. Um, so the, <laughs> I'm such a jerk. So the, anyway, uh, the parade was amazing. There's, there's all these guys, you know, in superhero costumes and stormtrooper costumes and zombie costumes and Middle Earth and Wheel of Time and all kinds of 
variety of stuff. It's it's a great, great parade. It takes about an hour to go by. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was in the parade. Stan mm-hmm. Lee was in the parade. R.A. Salvatore was in the parade. <laughs> uh, previous years, Nichelle Nichols has been in the parade. This year, I think I, I've heard she's not feeling well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wow, just what a rush. It was really cool. Uh, been down to the dealer. There's dealer rooms. There's exhibitor halls that have sucked up far too much of my cash. Yeah, what, I, what have you bought? Well, um, mostly Batman-related stuff, just because uh, I've been on that kind of kick lately. I bought the, for, for half off, I got the Batman and Robin Born to Kill hardcover. It's the first, I think, like eight issues of the new 52. Say what? Where'd you get the Court of Owls? Uh, it, was, it's, it was at the Titans booth. They had like three or four left. Like, what's is it regular price? Twenty or? bucks. It's tw- mm. it's twenty percent off, so mm. you get it for twenty. That's it's. Uh, it, I really, I really, really. I wanted it, so I, that's why I bought it. Well, I want to read because uh, I'm not a Batman guy typically. I used to be years ago. You guys, I think you've heard me talk a little bit about this on the show, folks. Where I'm a Alan Grant, Norm Brayfogle Batman guy. Mm. That's kind of my era. But I really want to read the um, Scott Schneider stuff. I want to go back and read his Detective. Yeah. And I want to read his Court of Owls because it sounds really freaking good. Well, that's why I picked it up. See, I, I picked up the Batman books when New 52 started last year. Yeah. And it, I don't know if you've ever had this where you're just not feeling it at the time, but later on you come back to it and you really like it. I've got a whole bookshelf of that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I had sold all my Batman books. Right. Uh, and made pretty good money on eBay on them, just to tell you. Well played. Um but now I want to go back and read some of them because I've been hearing so many good things about the Scott Schneider, especially the um, the Night of the Owls or whatever that storyline's called that crossed into all the Bat... That's the Court of Owls. That's the first seven issues of Batman. Right. Oh, is the Night of Owls, is that all the crossover and books? And that's all the crossover books. Oh, that hasn't come right out on. yet. Um, so I figured I'd give that a shot. Plus, I've been picking up, as you said, it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, all the uh, detective issues that he wrote because I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, is that stuff collected? Uh, yes. Good. Um, I managed to find a second print of his first issue today for five bucks. Okay. Which may sound expensive, but if you go on eBay and look for the first issue that he did, oh my god. It is like one of those... Uh, see, maybe it's because we lived through the bust. Oof. That it shocks me when new books are worth a lot of money. Yeah, I saw some of the new 52 number ones going for 10 bucks today. I'm like, really? Yeah. They produced like 50000 of each one of those. But the guy that we were talking to at the Planet Comics today... Super nice guy named AJ with Planet Comics. Uh, he was telling us that he sl- they slabbed a couple of the Superman number ones, and they were going for 40 bucks a piece. Please explain to them what slab means. Slabbing is the CGC where they, take it, they send it off, it's graded, it's put into a plastic... Uh, like sucked into this plastic thing. <laughs> I am not a never f- to be opened again. Um, in the nicest way possible, I'm not a fan of this practice. Uh, I see where it has its place. I like to read my books, even if I bought a Golden Age book, I'm going to crack it open and read it because I bought it. You know. Yep. My right to do so. Uh, I picked up the. They're starting to release these in soft cover now. The Batman illustrated by Neil Adams series. Uh, They're doing chronological, and this is how they're doing it. Not only are they doing the stories that he's done with Batman, but hit the covers as well. That's cool. So, like, you might have ten pages of covers before you get to the next story. These are all the Brave and the Bold stories he did in the 60s when he got into drawing Batman through the back door. Awesome. 
Um, I bought Batman Spawn, Spawn Batman, both for five. I was going to say, how much did you pay for that? Batman Punisher, Punisher Batman, both for five. <laughs> Good lord. Um, and I got the uh, Batman Chronicles Volume 8 for half off, and a couple, uh, I bought a variant cover of... Action Comics number eight because my uh, the guy that runs the comic shop I go to usually holds the variant cover for me and then charges me like five bucks. Um, so you're the guy still buying variant covers? I like them. Are you saying that's not a cool variant cover? That's a cool variant cover, but it's that Superman I... You don't like that costume? I'm not going to say anything. It's probably for the best. Okay. I actually... Uh, I, I much prefer the classic costume, but this one has grown on me. And I am the Superman guy. Let me put it this way. I like the costume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, Yeah, but that was about it. I mean, uh, oh, and I got a Justice, the Alex Ross uh, Justice line of action figures. I got the Batman one. Sweet. And a Batman coffee mug. Like Batman or Batman armor? Because they Uh, had the whole armor series of those two. uh, The regular Batman, but I want the Batman armor because it's the Batmobile from the 60s show. Oh, okay. Did you ever read Justice? I own them. It's in that maybe pile that I was just talking about. I mean, I know Rob probably doesn't like it too much because Aquaman's taken out hey, hey. early into the story. Okay, I, don't, I already know what happens to him, but don't spoil it for the re- listeners if they haven't okay. read it. But you should read Justice. It's supposed. I, you, mean, I, you mean the book that's been out for like almost ten years now? What do you mean Superman died? <laughs> Batman gets his back broken. What? Crap! And then he comes back. What? And then Dick Grayson becomes Batman for the first time. Who's Dick Grayson? <laughs> He got Batman got a sidekick. <laughs> anyway, um, spoiler warning: right. Batman's parents were killed by Joe Chill, and Darth Vader's Luke's dad. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I bought. I went a little Marvel happy. Uh, I went to what's that group we like? Tales of Wonder. Tales of Wonder. They had a good selection this year. They had on a good Friday. selection of uh, a lot of Marvel, and they had a good selection on those Showcase Presents, mm-hmm. which are those large five hundred page black and white reprints. That they had a couple I, Aquaman ones. That I, they did have some Aquaman, and uh, their fire. Storm was, oh wait, there isn't one. Anyway, uh, so I picked up a showcase of Bat, uh, of Brave and the Bold, the Batman team-ups, mm-hmm. volume one. Excuse me, I've been meaning to get that for a while. I've got the Superman DC Comics Presents already, so they're kind of nice there. Uh, but that did just add 500 more pages to my to-be-read pile. Um, <laughs> And I've been on this Marvel kick lately of reading the Annihilation stuff. I want to. I want to know about the cosmic stuff. It's I've, I've resisted the Marvel cosmic stuff my, for years, but I, I got into the old Captain Marvels, meaning mm-hmm. like Marvel. I read a bunch of those. Um, I, I moved now moved into Annihilation. I've read like the Annihilation classic to familiarize myself with all the characters. I'm now in the first Annihilation trade. I've got the other Annihilation trades to read, and so this time I picked up all the Annihilation Conquest trades. So, um, okay. so I'm, I got a stack ready to go. Poor Swamp Thing is still hovering on, for those listeners that are keeping track, it's still hovering on Volume 3, the Alan Moore Swamp Things. I'm going to get to it, but right now I'm feeling me some Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't mean it the way you're thinking, you sick, sick puppies. So, so given that, uh, that, that we're at cosplaying, uh, well, we're not cosplaying because... And there were some Guardians of the Galaxy cosplayers that's today, folks. So yes. We're not going to go there because technically you could have felt up because some of them were very attractive. Anyway, um, you know, I mentioned the big DC photo shoot. What I didn't mention was I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of the subgroups. What they do is before they did the big shoot, they did some subgroups, and I was invited to help out with the uh, Gotham shoot. So they did they did these large Gotham shoots, and when they did neat characters, 
they'd say, okay, all you we don't need right now, go off to the side. And I was on the side, and they had me sort of posing them in smaller subgroups, like five people, six people. I'd be like, okay, all the Batwomans, okay, all the Riddlers, you know, things like that. Let's get you, oh, let's have all the Robins and Nightwings fighting, you know, and I'd do poses and stuff. And the guy, I mentioned Alan earlier, the guy who cosplays as Firestorm. He, he gave us this cool booklet of all these photos of comic books showing different poses. Like, there's a V pose, an inverted V pose, a U pose, all these different poses that you don't even think about when you look at a comic cover. But all the heroes are posed in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And so you, you could try and replicate those poses, make sort of dramatic shots. So we did a lot of that. It was a lot of fun. Um, guys, some of these cosplays are unbelievable. Yeah, the, the level of detail in some of these costumes and the, uh, the time and energy it, it takes to, to, to make them is staggering. The, I, you know what? Here's, here's something for you uh, Hardcore DC guys. There was enough people. Five Stephanie Browns. I had five Stephanie Browns I could pose because there's there's a whole outcry right now because Stephanie Brown doesn't exist in the uh, New Fifty Two. Can I make pithy comments or should I no. just avoid them? You'd be right? nice to these people. Uh, no, I'm not not about the people. Oh, what about DC? I suppose. Well, over the weekend, Dan DiDio did say uh, that there wasn't enough groundswell support for Stephanie Brown to justify her coming into the new DC. So, that's all I was going to say. Oh, nice Batwoman. Yeah. Really? No Stephanie? Yeah, no Stephanie. Which is sad, because I'm a spoiler fan from, like, yeah, way back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you and I... Did you read the Chuck Dixon stuff? As yeah, hell, hell's to the yeah. Yeah, I was... Loved it. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Thinking of happier things now. Um... No, I mean, there, there's 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 happy things to talk about in there. I mean, the, the the fact that there was different costumes for Stephanie there was pretty cool. God, and the, all the Jokers and their steampunk folks. And anyways, it was great. So, um, and I mentioned the Dean Cain. Dean Cain yes. was there, but I forgot to mention. So Dean Cain is there, right? And he gets the megaphone. He turns around after the pictures. He goes, thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you letting me be here. By the way, is there... The name escapes me. We're just going to make up a name. Let's pretend it's Julie. Say, Julie, are you here? And this girl dressed as a, a, a Batman TV series, Batgirl, comes out of the audience. She's looking a little like, what's going on? And then she says, is, and I, again, I forgot her name. Let's just say it's John. John, are you here? And he comes down, and he's dressed as the Adam West Batman. And the dude proposes right there in front of the crowd with Dean Kane, almost like a master of ceremony. <laughs> Gets down on one knee, proposes. She says, yes. They have a big hug and a kiss. At that moment, Dean Kane grabbed the microphone and said, she said no. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it was really, it was a special moment. It but was, she actually said yes. just for the Yes, story. she absolutely did. So He was incredibly nice. He was the one autograph I bought this year. Yeah. Because um, I'm the big Superman guy. Yep. He's the first Superman I've actually met. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, in addition to being incredibly tan, <laughs> uh, he, no, he was nice. He shook my hand. He seen, uh, you've, you've been through enough uh, getting celebrity autographs that you can get a sense of whether or not they're excited yes. to be there. Yes. And he was very, like, he, was, he was trying to eat between people, which made me feel a little bad, because I know he's probably very busy and, and running from one place to another. Right. But I got the general sense that he liked being there, that he liked meeting people, he shook my hand. Um, I told him he was my favorite Clark Kent. Okay. And he is my favorite live-action Clark Kent. I do like him as Clark Kent. Um, which he said that was his favorite character to play. And then I told him it was great to actually watch the show on Sundays again on The Hub. And he told me that this is the uh, he has a son, and this is the first time his son is seeing these episodes. So apparently, it's a Sunday thing with them where they sit down and watch Superman together. 
cool. I don't know. I think, that, to me, call me a softy, I think that's awesome. I, I think it's really cool. And there's a Clarion the Witch Boy. An amazing Clarion the Witch Boy. Well, even though it's a girl. doesn't matter. The makeup job is unbelievable. No, I, um, I was very impressed with that when you showed me that picture. Speaking of other celebrities, uh, I had a chance to chat with um, Tom Zaylor, who does Loving Capes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also a big, big Firestorm fan. So, uh, in fact, I commissioned him to do a Firehawk drawing a couple years back. We chatted. He knows Rob. I'll let Rob tell the story about that next time. And... Um, and uh, I bought a little Firestorm, um, what do you call it, a sketch card from him. It's pretty cool. He's very, very nice. And then we both had a chance to interact separately with Mark Bagley. Yes, he was very nice. Yep, very nice man. I got him to sign my Thunderbolts trade. What about you? Uh, I got him to sign my first, I couldn't find my Amazing 400, oh, okay. which is my favorite issue of his. Um, so I got him to sign my oversized Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. Oh, cool. And uh, chatted with him about his Justice League work, told him how much I liked him working for DC, and uh, he said that it wasn't the best experience for him, and we moved on. Uh, he did say he's got a good, solid contract with Marvel right now, yes, though, so did. that's good. I'm glad he's getting working. I, I got my Batman The Cult four issues mm-hmm. signed by both Jim Starlin and Bernie Wrightson. That's so cool. I, I, I had nothing. Oh, I have something for. I wanted Jim Starlin to sign my Justice League of America number 179 cover. Yeah. You match heads, go look that up. JLA 179. Figure out why I want Starlin to sign it. That's one of the issues I need. It's a good issue. Um, he did the cover. Anyway, that's awesome. You got to meet Starlin and Bernie Wrights. I saw them, and I was like, you can't talk to them. <laughs> Starlin was funny. He told me a couple stories that uh, I'm going to be talking about on my Batman podcast in a couple of weeks. And what's so, that podcast called? Bailey's Batman Podcast, which you can find at baileysbatmanpodcast.com. <laughs> You're on WKKZ. <laughs> uh, I like your radio voice. <laughs> Mike's got a real face for radio, folks. We got, we got racks and racks of the best on wax. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um, throwing you off. I saw George Perez from a distance. I passed him when I was on the way to the room. Yeah. He was being interviewed by somebody. I never... Every time I try to interact with him outside of the table, he seems busy, so, I, so I've sworn off doing that, so yep. I just see him and I move on. While I was waiting for you to record this, he walked right past me. I wanted to go, George, but I didn't. Um, just, I was going to go get him to sign something, but the line was way too long. I was like, eh, that's cool. I was going to get him to sign Justice League number 205. Um, match heads, go look it up. Uh, and uh, but I did. He's a great guy. Huge line for him. I saw Kevin Eastman. I Is I didn't that have the one where Firestorm's voice finally changes. Shut up. <laughs> Matchheads, flame Michael Bailey. I like fire, I, dude. I have an entire run of the first five issue series. I have all of Fury of the Firestorm, and I have Fury the, of the Firestorm. Yeah, Fury of the Firestorm. Wasn't that what it was called? Is that what it was called, Matchheads? <laughs> the Fury of Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. Nuclear. And I have the entire run of the Jason Rush series as well. Speaking of Jason Rush, guess who I met today? Jason Rush? No, but that would be really cool. I met Dan Jolly. Yes! The man who created... Is, was he was he wasn't on the comics track? Not he, he was here. not at all. He was here for video game stuff and writing okay. stuff. And because um, I looked for him all over the the comic alley and I couldn't find him, and then I realized, oh, because he's not here. Um, so I to this morning, we're recording this on Sunday, by the way. So everyone by this point is extraordinarily hungover <laughs> and tired. And so I got up this morning. Um, Dan was on a 10 a.m. panel for video game writing. So do the math with me here. Sunday, everyone's hungover. Everyone partied hard last night. 10 a.m., 
really early. It's a video game panel with writers. You know, so I'm thinking this place is going to be a ghost land. It was packed. It's going to be like me and two guys or something, right? I get there. I, I showed about halfway through the panel because I really don't know anything about video games. Anyway, I get there. It is freaking to capacity. It's in a huge room. They have the air walls pulled. It's three different rooms, and it is packed to capacity. I'm like, oh my gosh! I thought all the gamers would be hungry. You know what? I bet they just didn't go to bed. No, they, they stayed up all night drinking whatever Red Bulls or Mountain Dew or whatever that yeah. you know because because I, I guess that's what you have to drink when you're gaming now is Mountain Dew. As I pull out my Diet Mountain Dew, yes, thank you sir. very much. <laughs> um, as long as that's all you pull out. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I waited till after the panel was over, and there was a I guess a, a famous novelist up there, Saunderson or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan was about to hop off stage, and everyone thought I was there for the other guy. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm here for Mr. Jolly. And he's like, me? Really? I'm like, yeah. So he hops off. He's a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I mean, really nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I've had several years ago when he yeah. was here for comics. Yeah. I had some conversations with oh, him cool. and his wife. Um, and I was just like, hey, I, t- I told him I, I do a, a Firestorm site. Seemed a little surprised by that. <laughs> like, really? I think kind of like I think that's kind of most people's reaction. Like, there's a firestorm set, um, and uh, we chatted for a couple minutes. I got him to sign my firestorm poster, and I asked him if I could talk to him again sometime. So I'm hoping that'll happen. He, um, I actually bought because I had them, but just to give him some business, I bought like the first seven issues of his series from him years huh? ago. And cool. Signed them right there. Oh, that's awesome. He also wrote. Um, the JSA Else, two JSA Elseworlds miniseries. Which ones? The ones that were set in World War Two. Liberty they, Files. Yeah, or Liberty Files. Oh my gosh, those were so good. And uh, I actually got him and Tony Harris and somebody else who was in the creative team. They all signed my my trade paperback. Oh, different at different Dragon cons, so. Wow. But no, he's he he was very approachable. He sat there. He told me how much he liked working on Firestorm. And he's like, and I'm really glad that I'm moving on to some more creator-owned stuff. So I took that for what it was worth. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I'm, I'm glad he's. Uh, I'm glad he's still coming to DragonCon. He's a local. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's from around here, so. So yeah, I mean, he the video game people loved him. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he's doing well in the video game arena. So that's just great. <laughs> I bet it pays a lot better than comic book writing it's, as well. It just might. It just might. <laughs> um, you know, actually, as much as I was teasing the Firestorm, I got a lot of good play off my Firestorm shirt I had on. Mm-hmm. I had it on yesterday. And I got stopped by a bunch of people. They're like, dude, I love Firestorm. It's great. Blah, 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 blah. They give their opinion. Think, they'd share their opinion on the new 52 or classic or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, I got a site. You should come by and visit. And so hopefully we'll get a few new match heads to come by and check it out. Yay! Um, it's a great site. There's a, one of our listeners, a gentleman by the name of Roy Cleary. He is a hardcore match head. You guys have heard us read some of his letters here before. goes by the name Charlemagne. He and I had a very, very nice time yesterday almost meeting. Um, <laughs> we were texting back and forth. We tried to meet uh, at the DC shoot, but I was running around. So he like he would text me like, "I see you. You're busy. I'll talk to you later." You know, and, and we kept trying to catch up. It just didn't work out. So Roy, sorry we didn't get a chance to catch up, but it will happen sooner or later. I, I think the text when you were in the shower though that was a little much, Roy. Was, a, was you were a crossing? Little, you're crossing, off, especially the one that said, "I can see you." And yeah, that that that. That made me uncomfortable. Right. I wasn't even there, and I was uncomfortable. I was just sitting here, and I was like, God, I feel creeped out all of a sudden. Roy does the FKA, and this is off the top of my head, folks, FKA podcast, I believe. Uh, so check that out. What's uh, that about? Uh, formerly known as? Okay. Uh, they cover all kinds of great stuff. So okay. uh, yeah. So it's a mishmash. 
Yeah, I mean, probably. they've done some 80s stuff. It's, it's a great show. Yes, we should definitely check it out. And then um, today, uh, the, oh, the Marvel shoot. Did I already talk about the Marvel shoot? No, you've talked about the DC shoot. Oh, my gosh. The Marvel shoot was bigger than the DC shoot. I, had, I did not expect that at all. It was ginormous. Um, I, I worked with the Guardians of the Galaxy folks, and I found out I'm a terrible director. I am... I really am. Especially if I don't know the source material. The Batman folks I knew, you know? I know who Batwoman is. I know who Stephanie Brown is. Like, they got an Adam Warlock, and then a different kind of Adam Warlock. I'm like, I didn't know there were two. You know? I know about him and Adam Warlock. Anyway, so... Uh, I had, You've always been more of a DC guy, haven't you? Yeah, but, you know, I got some love. And I had the I have Annihilation Conquest, you know, in my bag, but I haven't read it. So anyway, but... Um, Do you have a Death of Superman trade by any chance? It's in my hotel room. I will give it to you, you whiny, whiny little punk. Mike and I are doing a trade. I am giving him my Platinum Edition Death of Superman trade paperback I got from Diamond Comics retailers at some meeting back when I worked in the comic book shops a million years ago. I'm trading him for a crappy-ass version of Death of Superman. Let me tell you, actually, here, I've had it sitting out uh, in my office for a couple of weeks, and... Every couple of days, I notice it's been moved a little bit. So people are coming by and checking it out? When I say office, I'm sorry, I mean my home office at the house. Oh, okay. Um, it's been moved a little bit. And then, like, during dinner, my stepson will very coyly try and be like, so tell me a little more about Doomsday. You know, like, he doesn't want to, doesn't want me to know he was messing with my stuff. Not that I really care. But he's trying to be like, tell me more. So is he from Krypton? You know, like, he's asking questions. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I know you went through the trade paperback. It's okay. Here, watch the DVD. You know, so it was cute. But Mike and I are trading that. Anyway, so the Marvel shoot was great. Massive, massive shoot. I mean, really, those guys were having fun. They really were. I mean, I love DC. Um, and they were having fun, too. But there was, there was just some real energy at the Marvel shoot for some reason. Maybe because we were racing against time because it was going to rain. I don't know. But then, <laughs> so I told you they had the proposal at the DC shoot. At the Marvel shoot, they actually had a wedding. So, who in the Marvel Universe recently got married? North Star. North Star. So, two people came out cosplaying North Star and his partner. And these two are legitimately partners. And uh, they... See, that's awesome. Yep. Now, I, I couldn't hear everything, so I don't know if the guy marrying them... I, I don't know if gay marriages are allowed in Georgia or not. I don't really know the deals on it. I don't really want to get... I it. live in this state, and I don't know. Yeah. And I don't really want to get bogged down in the politics of that, but it was just a neat moment. These two guys are cosplaying uh, North Star and his, and his partner, and they did a little service, and everyone cheered, and they had the big kiss. It was really cool. It was a great moment. So, lots of fun there. Wait, North Star's gay? Spoilers. <laughs> For those of you still in those early issues of Alpha Flight, every time he's swimming in a pool with a friend, think about it. Actually, if you're reading the early issues of Alpha Flight and you don't know that he's gay, then you are not paying attention to the early issues of Alpha Flight. I totally, just, I, to, I totally didn't get it when I was a kid. Well, you were a kid. I mean, if you're an adult, and there's a line where he taught me things about myself that I didn't know before. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, then, uh, what else did I... Oh, me and my, my good buddy, Serv, uh, he's my old college roommate, we went and did a photo shoot today with Michael Dorn. Very nice. Do you know How'd Michael Dorn? Yes, he was uh, he was in Chips. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling my moment. Uh, I'm sorry, I was. Uh, he was he was Worf on Star he, Trek. He was Worf. He's he the was voice also, of the gargoyles. You know, he was, he's uh, Steel and Calabac yep. on Superman the Animated Series. So we get in line for Michael Dorn, and we walk up there with a sign that says Chips, 
And we're like, hey, Officer Turner! And he's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so Actually, it was probably like, oh, gosh. Yeah, with that deep, <laughs> deep voice. And uh, got our picture. We're ho- he's holding the little chip sign. It's me and Sir. Because a couple years ago, we got our picture with Eric Estrada. Yeah, both uh, with your, your yeah, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. We're huge Chips fans during college, uh, and I've probably told this before, I apologize, but like I used to miss class. I'd, I'd be walking out the door with a backpack on my shoulder, and my roommate would look at me and goes, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, I'm going to class. i got to go to class. And he'd just turn up the TV. Bum, bum, ba, da, ba. I'd be like, I, I can watch through. You know what? I can watch through the first car chase. And I'd sit down, and it was all over. <laughs> it was like me and my friend Brian in college who would constantly cut our history of civilization class to go over to the student union building and play the Spider-Man arcade game. Well, that's history right there. That's history in the making. One day, we just, we just dropped $5 into the change machine and beat the game. My gosh. Um, for those of you um, who are, you know, I don't even know this guy's name. Shoot. <laughs> uh, we, they had it, one actor from Lost. Okay. Did you watch Lost? No. Damn it. Um, it's that guy. He's a young kid. Oh, he's the dude from, uh, he's on Shake It Up right now. Yes, he's also on Shake It Up, uh, which is a kid show. He plays Yeah, cool. he, was, he was right next to Dean Cain, and my okay. wife watches that show. Okay. So it was really weird, like seeing him, and he had to get across at one point. He was having trouble, so I let him yeah. let him go by. I he's actually very funny. Well, he plays Gunther on uh, Shake Gunther. It Up, yeah. And um, our buddy John from the Unique Geek uh, did a Lost panel with him. John was actually on stage, did a Lost panel with him, and then um, then you know John went up and said, chatted to him. And I'm like, hey, can I get my picture with you? My daughter, my six year old daughter, loves Shake It Up, uh, and so I got my picture with him. John Hughes High School. That's right, yeah. So I call my daughter. Sorry, talking family here. I call my six-year-old daughter. I'm like, hey, honey, it's daddy. And we're chatting. And I said, guess what? I got my picture with a celebrity, with a famous person from TV that you actually know. Because, you know, there again, there's, you know, some 40, 50,000 people here. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guests, right? And I say, oh, yeah. You know, I tell her, I got my picture with somebody you actually know. Without missing a beat, she goes, Gunther? I'm like, how did she know that? <laughs> what the heck? How could she possibly know it's good? All I can think is my wife may have gone through the website with her or yeah. something. I don't know. I'm like, how did you know it was the Your eyes here, Shag. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's a cop car in the background. Michael's implying I'm being here to tell. What? Oh, oh, hold on. No. <laughs> don't tase me, man. <laughs> don't tase me, bro. That was it, bro. That's right. Um, gosh, and then tonight I'm going to a panel on, our buddy serves on a panel, Need Coffee versus uh, Sherlock. Yes. BBC show. God, show's so good. I haven't watched it yet. I'm really kind of interested in the uh, elementary, the American version that's uh, coming on CBS this fall. You have fun with that. You don't want to watch it? No. You don't like Johnny Lee Miller? After seeing Sherlock, dude, Sherlock is so astonishing. Why do good. I always feel like you're judging me when we get together? Mike, it's not so much that I'm judging you, it's that I'm making a decision about your foolish you know, practices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the way I speak? Right, and pretty much everything about you, but you know. How many times do we have to record the intro? Shut up. <laughs> Rob is now laughing, going, I knew it's not just me. <laughs> oh, Rob, you and Rob and I are going to have to do a show together at one point and compare notes on because on, you're you're completely different on this show than when you're on my show. 
Why? Am I nicer on this show? You are much nicer. <laughs> I am getting sanitized, safe for Radio Shag whenever I listen to Fire and Water. Podcast I love, especially love the Who's Who podcast, sir. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I'm enjoying that very, very much. I'm catching up on those. Cool. I got, I got distracted recently with the Hypnobob's Natural oh. History of Batman podcast. Gotcha. So, but uh, no, you and Rob do, do an excellent job. And I'm not saying that just because you have me on the show. Wow. I really thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah, on Mike's show, I'm a real potty mouth, folks. Yes. <laughs> and he is negative. Oh, and I'm like, angry, cause, mean. Cause before we were recording, I'm like, well, how negative can I get? Because you know, I, you, when you go on a show, you want to you want to match the show. You don't want to the tone. Yeah, the tone of the show. So, uh, which is why I really wasn't going on and on about certain things that I could have involving DC Comics. Well, but, I mean, uh, the fact is, with this show, you know, Rob and I's philosophy is we. We love comics. That's why yes. we buy comics. Mm-hmm. And we could sit around and convetch all day long. All of us could. We're fanboys. You know we can. You know? But for the purpose of Fire and Water, for the most part, we want to we want to celebrate. You know? And we're going to speak honestly. We're not going to lie. But, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time harping on things that may not be our favorite thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's why, you know, everything I bought this year, and there were things that I put back. Um, yeah. And there were things that... Because one of the places that usually is very expensive had a bunch of dollar books. My, what you didn't see was Mike, like, covered his mouth as if he was whispering a secret to me. <laughs> um, but usually this place has got the more expensive books than you would find. And if, if you haven't been to Dragon Con and you're coming here for comics, to buy comics, uh, this is not the cheap comic convention. This isn't, uh, there, there aren't a lot of, there's one place that has 50 cent boxes but they're the same 50-cent books they had last year and the same 50-cent books they had the year before. Uh, you have Titans Games and Comics still has a presence, even though it's not as large. Uh, and this one place, Heroes and Dragons, which is a great store, it's just they have 5 and $10 books, but they actually had dollar books that I could have you know, snapped up pretty quick, but I'm like, no, I'm going to control myself and only get what I really, really want, which is why I got the Court of Owls. Hardcover, which is why I got the Batman and Robin hardcover, which I had heard so much about. Uh, I was really lucky to find that second printing of Detective 871, because like I said, that thing is going... I went to eBay like, well, I just need these two issues. I'm just going to go to eBay. Oh, God! (laughs) Holy crap! Apparently his run, no one was expecting anything of it, so the first issue was under-ordered. Yeah. And the last issues were but, under order. Which is ironic, because DC really tried to push it. I mean, they had like a six-page backup or something mm-hmm. in a bunch of comics, you know? And that's what piqued my interest originally, but I just haven't followed up on it. Black Mirror is the name of the It is? Cover. Okay. Yeah, so, And I think that's his entire run All right. on the, uh, the title. And that's Dick so. Grayson as Batman, by the way, guys. I thought this was Bruce. Snyder? I... I when Snyder started Detective, at least, yeah, it, it was, was Dick. Yeah, because there's this whole bit where he's talking to Commissioner Gordon, and he says something about he goes, "Come on, or he calls Grace, he calls him Mister Grayson or something like that." He goes, "Come on, Commissioner, it's Dick. You can call me Dick. You've, you know, I, I, you drove me to the prom." It's like, "No, I didn't drive you to the prom. I drove my daughter to the prom. You just happened to be in the car." <laughs> That's great. It's a great bit. Uh, now, Mike said, "Is this not the place for cheap back issues?" Uh, I, I saw a twenty thousand dollar comic book today, which yes. is kind of cool. But it is a good place to get cheap graphic novels. Uh, exactly, so, Tales of Wonder yeah. has a, a really good booth. There's a place called Stanley Collectibles. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, which has a broader selection, I would say, of trade paperbacks 
Um, do we? But, do but, we they're, but they're all half off. Do we mention Stan's here? Uh, yeah, Stanley was here. Yep, awesome. Um, by the way, showing Mike now a photo of the power couple of America. It's a it's a Clark Kent and a Diana, and they're pulling their shirts open. Underneath, you can see the Clark S and the Diana Superman or yes. Wonder Woman. Oh, she is wearing clothes, isn't she? Most of my photos are. Well, oops, sorry. Never mind. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. That's no, the but, Fire and Skin podcast. Yes, the the catch and release thing that I did. The one that I kind of regret was the uh, Jim Aparo Legends of the Dark Knight hardcover. Yeah. Fifty dollar hardcover. They had it for twenty five. Okay. But it's all of the Brave and the Bold stuff because they're going chronological. Gotcha. And I'm like, I've got enough Brave and the Bold to read right now, so uh, I'm going to be good on that. I put back, and I may go back tomorrow and try and get a like end of con deal. You can kind of like, you can make some deals at the end of the con, depending on because some vendors are like, no, I'm going to a show right. in three days, and other vendors are like, you know what, if you can give me some cash, I'd rather not carry this crap back into the car mm-hmm. or the plane or whatever. So I, uh, I, what my catch and releases were uh, three graphic novels of X Men Forever, okay. which is the Chris Claremont stuff. I think Tom Grummet drew some of it. Yes, it was basically. Uh, Christopher Claremont came. It was basically to say, what if Claremont had never left the X Men? Yeah, because it, it just starts with like it's like this is X Men number four. Uh, oh, all right. X Men number four. If he had never right. left the book, ninety two, ninety three, whatever yeah. that is. Uh, and then I put the, three of those back. Ninety one, but you only managed a comic shop at the time. Whatever. I didn't read them. No, actually, I read quite a bit of X Men back then. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they're only five bucks a piece, you know. And then uh, the other one I put back, which kind of breaks my heart, but it's another one of these five hundred page showcases that I know I'm never going to get to. Challengers of the Unknown. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The the one thing I really noticed in all of the places, all the places selling comics, is they were really Marvel heavy, uh, especially the trade paperbacks. For some reason. Well, I think they can get a better discount on them. Is why. I, w- I was about to say. It was a little disappointing because I'm a DC guy. Right. You know, I, I have my flirtations with Marvel. Yep. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Hulk. I'm a big fan of Cap, Spider-Man, all that. Uh, but DC's my home, um, which is why it's been a very interesting year. Uh, because somebody kicked in the house and renovated it, and I don't recognize them where any of the rooms are anymore. <laughs> That's a good way to put uh, it. There's some good points. There's some bad points. But it's just a completely different place. And um, I, I want to find DC stuff. And I specifically, like this year, my goal, I, I always pick a character to follow whenever I do a show or go to a convention. And this year was Batman. And I managed to find the stuff I was looking for, but I just wanted more. Like at Tales of Wonder, they had this whole section of Batman stuff. And it's just like, I, but this is like the only thing of DC outside of those showcases that they had. Yeah. They had racks of Marvel stuff. I tell, you know what I was looking for? Uh, there were two showcases I wanted. And honestly, I own, I own all these issues, but I just wanted them anyway. Uh, I wanted the showcase All-Star Squadron. Uh, Again, I own the issues, but it would be nice to just be able to grab Stanley it off the shelf. Collectibles had a bunch of the All-Star Comics showcase. And that's the... Um, that's the... The, the J- JSA one, right? Yeah, the, the All-Star 74 through... No, uh, 58 through 74. Right. And the Adventure Comics. Yep, that was what... I wanted that, too. I also, there. But I may have to go check out Stanley. Yeah, because okay. they had a bunch. Now this is Saturday, so yeah. Yeah, so um, I may have to go back to this. You know, I also want to finish out my Crisis on Multiple Earths uh, collection. I need one volume of that. Oh, yeah. the Multiple Earths. Multiple or Earths. The, the Crisis, the 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 JLA JSA team ups. That's the same thing. No, because there's a separate series that's just uh, the individual character team ups. Hmm. Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. What's the JLA JSA crossovers? Uh, and it crashes on multiple Earths. Yes, you're right. 
Yeah, because I think the fourth volume is like the team-ups. Crisis on Multiple Arts Volume 4, the team-ups or something something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Trying to remember. Anyways, we're babbling. Yeah, I think what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up here. Um, Folks, this has uh, been a production of the Fire and Water Podcast, live from Dragon Con. Um, It's been great. I really appreciate you being on the show, Michael Bailey. Uh, Would you please tell them once again where they can find you? Uh, Right after I admit that I looked at a mermaid man from Spongebob and thought it was somebody cosplaying as Aquaman with Starro on his face. I thought you were going to say you looked at him and had dirty thoughts. No, seriously, I see this guy in like an Aquaman outfit, and he's. I was like, wow, that's really cool. He's got st- Oh, it's Mermaid Man. Okay. <laughs> um, a bunch of different places. Uh, I do From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. My friend Jeff and I are going through every issue of the Superman books from Crisis on Infinite Earths to Infinite Crisis. Uh, we are just finishing up Reign of the Superman, uh, back when Shag had hair. And, I sent uh, you an article. Yes, you did, and it's a great picture of you. I can't <laughs> wait to post that. Uh, Fortress of Alitude, which I'm trying to get back on track, uh, but right now it's full of articles and little scene stuff from the death of Superman, so I'm really proud to have un- unearthed all of this stuff. Cool. It, really, in doing this, it was like the most the most intensive amount of work I've ever done for a podcast, and I now know more about this period of comics than I ever really wanted to know. That's really cool. Um, Thanks for doing so much research on all our shows. Jeez. I do Views from Longbox, which is slowly getting back on back on its feet. Uh, Viewsfromlongbox.com. It's a hodgepodge. I did Summer of Spider-Man. I've had some random episode. Did one with some guy named Shag. That was actually the most talked about episode that I've done so far. Uh, what can just, I say? It's me. Uh, I, can, I can honestly say it was the inspiration for the Who's Who podcast, but that would be bragging. No, that's true. We've said it here on the show before. Mm-hmm. That Michael, In the second episode. Michael, ba- Shut up. <laughs> God, you're such a baby. Uh, Michael Bailey and I did a Who's Who po- episode for the... Where we covered everything. We covered it all, like an hour and a half. Uh, every Who's Who ever. Uh, for Views from the Long Box, and uh, Rob heard that, said, hey, you know what? That Shag guy's pretty interesting. The Michael guy's not very so much so. I'm going to ask Shag to do a podcast with me. That's how I took it. There's a lot more to the story, folks. I'm kidding. But uh, that is that did help bring Rob and I together. He created the bromance. Um, there is Bailey's Batman Podcast, which is about to come back. Uh, Bailey'sBatmanPodcast.com. And I am part of the Two True Freaks Network. I am on their Comics Monthly Monday show, which is a lot of fun. And I am part of Back to the Bins, which is also a lot of fun. I do those with Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell and Paul Spataro. And every Monday night at the Superman homepage, you can tune in live at 11.30 Eastern for the live Superman call-in show, where we have interviewed Elliot S. Magan, we've interviewed Jeff Loeb, we've interviewed um, the name of the guy that does the animated short that's now completely escaping me, so I'm going to pull a shag and just move on. But no, I appreciate you. Let me uh, let me sit in on this one. What? Are you done? Oh man, I fell asleep while you're nodding off and naming using my uh, using my very superior microphone to the little MP3 player you probably have to record stuff with. Oh, wait, whatever. You just like you were talking for like so long and the stuff you do. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, folks, uh, be sure to check out. Oh, thank you. All kidding aside, thank you for being here, Michael. Yep. I really it was, appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I love the show. Folks, if you enjoyed this episode, please send your uh, mail to the Firewater Podcast at Comcast.net. If you did not like uh, this, please send it to Michael at ViewsFromTheLongBox.com. Uh, <laughs> and you can visit Firestorm Fan, the home for Firestorm. Uh, that is on you know, FirestormFan.com, Facebook, Twitter, uh, 
linked uh jeez what am i trying to say facebook twitter google plus and now tumblr I'm on Tumblr, everybody. Look at that. Shocking. You on a networking site? I am conquering all social media except for maybe Pinterest. Um, I'm waiting for the fire and water Pinterest. Right. And then uh, you can also find Rob at the Aquaman Shrine, also on Twitter and Facebook at the same. And, of course, there's the fire and water Tumblr, which is uh, fireandwaterpodcast.tumblr.com. Folks, until next time, please fan the flame and ride the wave. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. Stand for truth and justice and see on land and air. Firestorm and Aquaman, they make a super pair. Aquaman. Super friends forever. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about.